you've got to look at it more of an investment, right? Haven't you? Like, it's not like a expense. Like, I'm spending five grand on ads. You're investing five grand in buying more customers. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Stay Hungry podcast. It's Joel and Martha, and today we're talking about if you can't buy a customer, you haven't got a business. Martha, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Tired. Tired. What are we doing? Recording at ten to six on a Monday night before we've got to go to the airport at five a.m. Yeah. Tuesday. Grind is real. Did Did you hear my Siri try and interrupt? Then even Siri wants to go home. Stop saying it. <laughs> she interrupt again. Um, what we do, where are we going on the plane? We are going to Belfast um, for a three six five experience. Woo! With Accelerator Productions. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Martin Irvine and the crew. Yeah, that'll be good. Photos and videos for Code Break content plus annual team meeting, taking the whole crew, which feels like a step to something more mental in the future. Yeah, yeah, first international... Yeah, is it, does it count? I mean, it's, yeah. at least we're going in the air. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you've got some fair trips lined up. Yes. So that's a bit different. They're, they're definitely international. So, um, if you can't buy a customer, you haven't got a business, what do I mean? Well, you can get so far with people you know referrals but at some point if you want to grow you've got to do cold outreach you've got to find your people they're not going to find you yeah 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 absolutely i mean that like people often come to us and say oh i've been i've been at 200 grand a year for four years or i've been at 500 grand a year for four years and i can't scale any further and i'm like well what's your cost per acquisition i said i don't know why don't you know (laughs) why don't you know how much it costs you to get a customer I've never looked at it right okay so how much do you spend on marketing and some people nothing some people 40 grand some people 100 grand okay and how many customers did you get in that period don't know right okay well let's find out how many customers you got in that period and how much you spent on marketing and roughly round about that's your cost per acquisition and then once you know that figure assuming that it's good so if you sell something for 400 quid and your cost per acquisition is 30 quid you're probably going to be pretty chuffed with that. Then we can scale from there because we can go and buy more customers, assuming that you've got an actual marketing process that allows you to do that. Now, the problem for a lot of people that we bump into is they chop and change their marketing process so much that their cost per acquisition is all over the shop and they don't know what worked and what didn't. So what would be a typical thing Cobrate would do first? Um, Well... Once we've gone through the figures, because we need to know what is a viable cost per acquisition, Mm. because if it's costing you a lot more to acquire your customer than what you can ever make back, um, then we've got to look at something else. Like allowable cost per acquisition. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Have you seen the the latest Little Mermaid? No, I haven't. Has it just come out on On Disney? I watched it yesterday, yeah. It's very good. I don't know what it's got to do with it. Yeah, where are we going with that? I don't know. It wouldn't go out of my head. I was like, how do I transition to Little Mermaid? And I couldn't think of a transition. I thought you were going to tell me like how much it cost for like the actors, like how much they were paid versus well, revenue. So that's a point, right? That um, if the budget for a movie is say a hundred million, 
very often the marketing budget for the movie this is a good this is a good segue <laughs> very often the marketing budget for the movie doubles the budget for the movie so if the f- film cost 100 million to make they'll spend another 100 million marketing it so to break even they've got to make 200 million and then not many films do well look at the barbie like that has been like a monopoly that well, like, like the, the opposite yeah for that film was incredible but it's re- <laughs> The marketing budget was Yeah, see, like Barbie, Toy Story, they didn't know with Toy Story the first one, Star Wars falls into this. When you market that film, you're not just marketing the film. It's a brand. You, yeah, it's the toys, the clothes, the lunchboxes, everything else. So, and this, this is a really good point with, like, say it costs you 20 quid to acquire a customer. So, let's say for every person that went to watch Barbie, it costs 20 quid to acquire that customer. If a cinema ticket is 15 quid, on the face of it, that's been shit because you've lost five pounds. But what you haven't factored in is they then bought popcorn, they bought drinks, they uh, maybe got a hot dog, then perhaps they went and bought a Barbie doll and they bought a pink T-shirt to wear to the... And suddenly, let's say all of that fell under the same brand, which I know it doesn't, but if it did, that fifteen, that £20 acquisition could have been worth £100 to you. Or they tell their friend, and then you've acquired another customer for nothing. Yeah, and then suddenly your cost per acquisition is halved. Yeah, exactly. So if you run like a Shopify store, and let's say you kind of run a loss leader campaign, so you've got something shiny that looks really good on Instagram, and your cost per acquisition is ten quid, and for each of those you sell, you make five quid back. On paper, you've lost five pounds, but what you've actually done is bought a load of leads to then come and buy the stuff that you really want to sell them. So you've sold them a pin badge, but they're coming back to buy a jacket. So if one in five then come back and buy a £200 jacket, it's cost you 50 quid to acquire the five. You made 25 quid back on the pin badges straight away. So you're only in 25 quid loss, and then they bought a 200 quid jacket. Suddenly you're in £175 profit, and you've got five people to sell to rather than one, plus they might go and tell their five mates. And a lot of e-commerce, they do make the money on the second sale. Yeah. But that also leads into the point of why you can't just chop and change your marketing strategy because you don't know that it's worked until you've given it enough time for that person to come back, for their referrals to come in. Um, Because that is a huge issue we see with a lot of our clients that come into us is that they haven't given anything enough time. Like with Facebook ads, the platform's got to learn. Shopify same thing it knows who's buying it will find more people like that but you've got to give it time even ai isn't that quick you've got to give it time and budget yeah we we work with a guy who only works with coaches and he spends between 20 and 40 grand a month on ads right that to most people in the coaching world will be mental but he's in profit like he's making way more than that back it's just it's just that's what it takes to get the level of data for it to be effective. Where we meet people who are like, oh, I tried Facebook ads and they dropped 50 quid on it. Got two leads and neither of them answered the phone and they've given up. Yeah, like a £5 a day budget is not going to make a dent. Yeah. Well, today, so I won't name any names, but you've launched some ads for a cake school. £100 a day budget. So a decent budget, three grand a month is a is a chunky budget for a small business. Not huge, but decent for the start of a campaign. I think it was something ridiculous. Like we looked before and it had spent 50 quid and already got 77 leads. Yeah. 
But if the budget had been £5 a day, that wouldn't have happened. No. Because Facebook can't... There's not enough data for Facebook to learn the audience and to go after the people most likely to sign up. No. And then how long would it take you, quick maths, to spend £100 yeah. on a £5 a day budget? And would you have already given up before you even got there? Exactly. And and like we coach a lot of our clients on this, the cost of doing business. But you kind of got to be... you got to have some skin in the game. And they're like, but I haven't got any money. Well, don't be in business then. And that sounds brutal. It sounds awful. And like, I started my business with five quid in my back pocket and a laptop sort of thing. So I do get it. But at the same time, there's certain sectors. If you want to be in e-commerce or coaching, uh, cake making, ironically. (laughs) But anything where there's high competition, you got some skin in the game. You got to be willing to be like, right, I'm willing to drop five grand to find out how much it costs me to get a lead. And because I'll then know how much a lead costs and how many I convert, I'll know how much it costs me to get a customer, and then I'll go again. And like people are like, oh, shit, where do I find five grand? Well, you'd find five grand if you needed a new car, and a new car gets you from A to B. Your business is your livelihood. Yeah, and it's you've got to look at it more of an investment, right, haven't you? Like It's not like a expense, like I'm spending five grand on ads, you're investing five grand yeah. in buying more customers. Yeah, unless you're working with someone shit on your ads. You will get customers. You'll definitely get leads. From five grand, you know, you're going to get 100 plus leads, probably more. And within that, there will be customers. Now, you'll have a problem if the thing you sell is 20p, but the agency you're working with should be able to advise you on what's the right thing to do. Yeah. And if the thing you sell is 20p, it shouldn't cost you that much. Yeah. Well, like our cost per acquisition is about five grand for our business. That would scare most people off from ever wanting to run a marketing company because they'd be like what the fuck do i find five grand to get a customer but obviously that's profitable for us and we know what our margins are and stuff on the other side but i've met like freelancers that want to go into marketing and i know the cost per acquisition for them for the fees that they want to charge is going to be north of a grand and they're like well i haven't got a grand to like, well don't play the game then go and you got to charge less and go after people that aren't willing to pay what you're asking for and that's that's the nature of business. Like the cost per acquisition for Ferrari is going to be mental. It's like if I have no idea what a Ferrari costs because I don't care. But no, I don't. Let's know. assume the average Ferrari costs a quarter of a million pounds. The cost per acquisition on that is probably fifty grand. But then the uh, marketing they get from somebody driving around a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. The brand crazy. itself, like they probably sell more in revenue of Ferrari hats than they do of Ferraris every year. It's like, and and you know, there's for every one that buys, for every one person that buys, sorry, for every ten people that buy a quarter of a million pound Ferrari, there's probably one that buys a two million pound Ferrari. It's that, but the cost per acquisition, depending on what segment you're in, really matters. And you know, a lot of people at the moment are in the coaching segment, whether it's business coaching, mindset coaching, woo woo coaching, PT coaching, like. The coaching segment's absolutely booming. Completely unregulated industry. It's like the fucking Wild West. And you've got people who are trying to charge 10 grand a year or 20 grand a year or 50 grand a year who are only willing to spend 50p to acquire a customer and then and then saying, oh, my marketing doesn't work. It's like, no, your fucking maths doesn't work. You're like, you're off your head. <laughs> it's like, and we see it over and over again. Like, you're fucking mental. Like, you want 20 grand per customer coming in, but you're only, you've literally got 50p in a packet of peanuts to acquire them. Who in their right mind is going to work with you if you won't spend on yourself? 
well, I need to get the customers before I can spend. That's not that's not how the game works. Like our business grew slowly because I couldn't afford to buy customers. Now we're in a position to buy customers. It's almost like right, like I already said, it costs us five grand to get a customer. How many five grands can I find? Yeah, exactly. And then another thing to be said, I think, is um, is the investment in the data, like getting to know your business, like where people are hanging. If you're driving traffic to your website, where are they hanging around, or yeah. where are they put off, or like maybe you've spent money on acquiring these leads and they all have the same pain points. So how do you address that pain point in your marketing so that you can make it easier? You're like this. To acquire them. You're like this. So we obviously do a lot of landing pages for people and very often it'd be signing up for a webinar or signing up for a free training. Uh, I just put a plug in on one of our longer serving clients who lets me test shit on him uh, on his landing page that it's not a plugin but plugin for the sake of the list is a piece of code that uh every time someone signs up the next person that visits the page so say i just signed up on the page for this webinar the next person that visits the page it'll it'll pop up after three seconds saying joel in england just signed up for this webinar 30 seconds ago nice and that social proof increases the number of signups so the company we've used to help us do that say that it actually increases signups by 50 percent like that's mad, but we would only be able to do that if we knew how many signups we were getting in the first place. Yeah, there's no good someone going on there and it's and it pops up as Joel in England signed up seven weeks ago, <laughs> seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like there's been three visits to this website in the last six years. Yeah, it's like, but that kind of thing, they're the kind of things you can invest in to get the cost per acquisition down, and that's the reason why you should approach a marketing company if you've successfully built your business and your cost per acquisition is a grand and you know that every client's worth 10 grand to you, you would then approach a marketing company to help get the cost per acquisition down and also the like subsequent impact of the acquisition up. So for every customer I acquire, I subsequently acquire two other customers because of referral. That's what a marketing company should be helping you do. But what people think a marketing company does is just gets you more leads. Well, if they get you more leads and you've got no concept of how to acquire those leads into a customer, you're wasting your money yeah no exactly or like how to follow them up um yeah i like that we have that a lot don't we is that um a lot of our clients come to us who have been with other marketing agencies who are like well here are your leads and it's like no right so what are you doing after like are you going to call them have you got anything to nurture them are you going to give them anything of value and it's like no (laughs) that's the that's the bit where i would say most small business owners are at their most uncomfortable. The bit where they've got people to follow up on, they've not sold yet, so there's a real risk of rejection, a real fear of rejection. And it's very, uh, the things we hear, so we regularly hear people say, I'm not fucking ringing them, I rang people in my career, I don't want to ring people in my entrepreneurship. Or like, uh, I emailed them once and they didn't reply, or surely they'll ring me if they really want it. Like these kind of things, and, and we hear it every day, so we're used to it. But they're just objections from from business owners that are afraid of rejection or failure. And the kind of news flashes, that's the bit where the money's made. That's what takes you from being an all right business that you make a living out of to being a legit business that you can scale. When you figure out, for every 10 leads I get, I get a new customer. And for every new customer I I get, I can reinvest 10% of that back in my marketing and scale the business on the other end. And repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Most businesses never get there because they're too afraid of that rejection. 
And it doesn't have to be you. Like I'd be the first to say I'm not the best salesperson because I'm like everybody's mate. I want to be. I want everyone, yeah. you know, to 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 be my best mate. Yeah. So sure. I, I, yeah. No worries. I, I, you can have all my commission because I really like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have like it can be. There's so many good salespeople out there, and you could just hand them the list and say, Yeah, ring I, through these. And I completely appreciate not everyone's going to ring people, but if you're selling a high ticket thing coaching mentoring membership cars snooker tables like you can go at kitchens there's going to need to be some face-to-face that might be a call it could be a zoom it could be an appointment but they're going to want to hear your voice see the whites of your eyes touch it feel it all like these things that you just can't do any other way and everyone can find an example of someone who became a millionaire just through email but you're not going to be. Yeah. And it's like, and like you can argue, say, I might be. Like, I was just hoping you could write me some really convincing emails so people buy. I can write you very convincing emails. I can't change how most people behave. And just because this one person figured out a way to sell to everyone doesn't mean it's going to be. Yeah, or did they? That's the other thing is, or did they? Like, particularly in the coaching world where everyone's a fucking seven figure business seven figures in the last 12 months or seven figures in the last 12 years because it's not the same i'm on one today get, yeah, get me are. on podcasts at night yeah so yeah but that like i'm looking for a kitchen at the moment and i don't know anything about kitchens and I'm, I'm not very good at diy and like if someone told me a granite worktop versus a fucking marble worktop i don't care but that's precisely the reason someone needs to come around and show me what they're talking about. It's no, like I've made the mistake before of buying something very expensive without looking at it. And then when I crashed it, I didn't get it back for 10 months. So I'm not doing that again. Have you been served any ads for kitchens since you've been in the market? For no, kitchen? bad, right? Bad. That's interesting that, not at all. So no. I've been on the Hydens website about 6,000 times. No retargeting whatsoever. Um, I've been on Checkered Trade to try and find a, local installer who's got good reviews locally and will serve where i live and you don't get retargeted by that either that is wild big companies right yeah. big big companies how does that really surprises me i don't know how much you're going to spend on the kitchen discuss oh God, i don't know i'm well you're buying a house yeah but it's got a kitchen in <laughs> yeah. well, mine's got a kitchen but needs a different kitchen apparently yeah i don't know i'm just getting into that adult life but being in like kitchen showrooms or like furnitures like makes me feel of like when i was a kid and my mom used to drag me around it felt like i was there for hours i'm like nope nope i'm bored i don't want to be here so the game seems to be that if you go cheap it's sort of five grand the mid-range seems to be five to about 15 then upper tier seems to be about 15 to 25 and then bespoke is like you could spend 100 grand and is the five grand like just the kitchen before you get it fitted? Depends on the fitter, I suppose. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what. Like, I really like our house, so I'm probably going to chuck some money at this. But I don't get that. Like, if there's if if these companies are looking to decrease their cost per acquisition, see, Howden's have got me over a barrel, right? I know Howden's are good kitchens, but they're not following me up. And the other day, I couldn't find the kitchen that I was looking at. And that really pisses me off. You know, like when you spent time looking at something and then you can't find it again. That company is making a mistake. They should be serving you that. Yeah. Because if you've spent more than 90 seconds on that page, it should be following you around the internet. The other thing is I find a fitter on Checker Trade that looked really good and now I can't find them either. So like, 
let's say there's four grand in it for the fitter, probably more, I'm fucking clueless, and 20 grand in it for Howden's. So there's a 24 grand customer lurking here. They they should be looking to spend at least two grand to acquire that customer across that spend. And I can tell you that they're not doing that. Or at least get your details so that you, they yeah, find nothing, you when nothing, you're ready. Nothing. It blows my mind. Howden's make it difficult to buy because they're trade only. So you need a fitter to be able to go and get it. And that on its own is like pissing me off. I'm like, you're just making it more difficult. Yeah. like Sell I me a kitchen. Yeah. I'll pay the extra 20%. Just yeah. give it to me and make it easy. Yeah. Very confusing. I, I mean, they've got this talk about free design service now, but then that makes me nervous because I'm like, you're just going to spend some send some spotty teenager from behind the counter round with a laser pen. Yeah, that measure. can't be easy as a graphic designer to watch somebody else. Well, I'm, assu- I, I'm, I'm assuming they come and like measure the space and then tell you what you can fit in and what goes where, and they should know more about it than me. But I just don't trust that they will. Well, yeah, I've heard some horror stories of kitchens that don't fit or haven't been measured. Oh, fucking great. Yeah. How do we get onto this? I don't know, but I feel like it's quite boring. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Who cares about kitchens? We went from Barbie to kitchens. But th- that whole point is, back to the original topic, if you don't know what you're willing to spend to acquire a customer, you cannot scale your business. And most small business owners, not all, never get past that point of like that plateau towards exponential growth. Because ultimately, when they should spend the money on acquiring more customers they spend it on something else exactly but like if and and if you don't want to like invest your time then get somebody to do it for you who knows what they're doing so you don't they won't do that either that's that's i find that fascinating because we meet so many business owners who are at quarter of a million or half a million turnover and you're like you've got more leads than you know what to do with just get a salesperson to rattle through these leads oh that'll cost me money no, it's an investment, not a cost. I, I can't. I'm going to Marbella next week. You fucking what? Cancel Marbella. Like, how much do you want this? And obviously that's where the Stay Hungry podcast comes in. It's like, if you don't want it enough, don't do it. Fine. That was yeah. meaty. That was good. That's heavy shit. Mm, so but pe- very important. What do people need to do to find out more about us? Um, they can visit our website. Which is? Cobrake.co.uk. And what do they need to do if they want to work with us? Um, book in a discovery call you'll be straight on the line pick a time that suits you me or you will call you at that time no messing about you don't have to faff around with phone tennis we'll give you a call we'll see how we can help if we can't help we'll give you some value I mean we have it like I I speak to a few people who like are like oh I want to spend like a grand on ads so that leaves me about 500 pound and I'm like that then maybe a freelancer would be better for you until you're at the point where we can help you like if we can't help you we will say yeah it's yeah. not the you right still, time you still get value out of the call yeah yeah 100 percent. and we're not like lean mean seller machines like it is a call with me or evie who've been here they are lean mean seller machines so long i can't they, even they remember give you all that value so that you buy from us <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> all right take care everyone bye